Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, a little special interlude of a thing. Um, so, uh, in case you guys had not heard, uh, the Gospel Coalition Canada has uh, published an article um, this past week, and, uh, well, you know, it's, uh, well, it wasn't great. So, we wrote a response to it, and we thought that in the in the effort to get as much of this out to as many people as possible, some people might like listening or might be able to listen better than reading. Um, it's just one of those convenience things. You can't really read in, say, the shower, but you can listen to something depending on your setup uh, and how waterproof your phone is. So, with that being said, uh, I just wanted to take a moment to read the article that uh, I wrote for um, our website. And, uh, yeah, so if you guys have any thoughts on this, feel free to message us or comment. Uh, if you like it, feel free to share it out. Um, and I will now read to you our article entitled, Poor Billy, A Word to TGC Canada from an American Pastor, written by Jesse Gruber. On November 4th, 2021, Pastor James Seward penned an article called, A Word to American Christians from a Pastor in Canada. Knowing the publication, I figured a thank you wasn't coming. We've chronicled before how we, like so many other faithful Christians, have been blocked by the Gospel Coalition Canada, so we don't need to rehash that here. Instead, if you're ignorant of that debacle, you can catch up by listening to our episode 32 entitled Double-Minded and Unstable, TGC Canada and Biblical Christianity. And quite frankly, we encourage you to do so. What we received from Pastor Seward was confusing, unhelpful, nuanced rebuke to kindly stay in our lane. He argues that we tend to do more harm than good when we outsource our American colonial ideas of biblically-based liberty to evangelicals across the Great White North. We inspire renegade evangelicals to take up their faith and further fracture the already strained Canadian evangelical church. That it is us, in our radical ideas of liberty, that cause sheep to question their under-shepherds on COVID policies and biblical practice. It is us that sows division among the brethren, a hefty charge for someone claiming to think through things slowly, carefully, and with a great deal of nuance. But let's take a look and see what we come up with. Canadian church challenges should have biblical solutions, right? Pastor Seward claims to be an American who has been pastoring a church in Canada for the last eight years. During those eight years, he has noticed that Canada is much different from the United States in how the church up there operates. He describes pastoring there as, quote, walking on a tightrope, both arms outstretched to help you maintain balance. He says that the Canadian church has little resources by way of funding, conferences, broad countrywide communication platforms, or Canadian parachurch movements. Due to these geographical and resource challenges, he says the Canadian church, quote, lacks cohesion. We all agree that this is problematic, right? The church in Canada should have some baseline cohesion, cooperation, and community sharing, right? This is what we should desire for all churches in all places. It's what we see in Acts as the baby church was taking off, and we see it set up as an archetype of how we should strive to look and function. It is undeniable. We're with you, Pastor Seward. However, one might expect perhaps in a different article written with better intentions, that we might find a list of ways for the Canadian church to gain those things, right? 
Perhaps an examination of Acts 2.42 and following to gain a good perspective of how going back to basics might just be one of the most integral things that any people in any nation might do. Perhaps to stress faithfulness and devotion to the Word will be saved for a different letter. For this letter points fingers pretty quickly. Dirty Americans Going back to the tightrope analogy, Pastor Seward writes, quote, You need both arms to balance, but oddly one of those arms has a 50-pound weight attached to it. As a result, finding your balance is tricky. That's what it's like to be a Canadian pastor. And American evangelicals are that 50-pound weight. End quote. Oof. Let's get some more quotes before we respond. Quote, Meanwhile, the American evangelical media behemoth comes upon a Canadian pastor or story that serves American interests well, and the volume on that one pastor or story gets turned up, which is helpful for the United States. But when our neighbor's music is turned up to normal for them, it's extremely loud for us. The way American Christians use Canada often makes our work here that much harder. End quote. Let's take a pause to notice some things. The accusation is towards who, exactly? In the first paragraph, he points to all American evangelicals. In the next quote, he cites the American evangelical media behemoth, which is ironically but undoubtedly dominated by TGC and those like them. And he wraps up again by pointing the blame at American Christians. So who is it, Pastor Seward? Who is to blame? We should be careful to lob accusations without actually accusing anyone or anything. Yet while the person or group of people who is to blame is quite unclear, the accusation itself seems to be crystal clear. Across-the-border commentaries coming from the U.S. regarding the Canadian Church are self-serving the interests of U.S. Christians at the expense of the Canadian Church, further dividing and hurting an already struggling church. That's a tall order, Pastor. Tower of Babel tall. For someone who wears their ability to provide, quote, nuanced assessments of situations, we sure are coming in with a bulldozer. And this is where generalities are unhelpful. If he simply said who or what was the problem, we could clearly address that and respond to it. But he did not. Whether intentionally or otherwise, it is certainly unclear. We're left with lobbed accusations that potentially every American evangelical who has provided some kind of coverage for Canadian church struggles. You can see where we might take this article with some amount of grief. Is Pastor Seward trying to call out faithful groups like Cross Politic, Founders Ministry, and Apologia Church for standing up for liberty and the cause of the oppressed? Or perhaps he's being more direct at men like Owen Strand, Douglas Wilson, Vadi Balcom and John MacArthur for shedding light on the atrocities being committed? It's simply impossible to know, but perhaps some of these people are owed an apology. So he's clearly coming at us down here pretty hard, but what are the fruits of our self-serving meddling in Canadian affairs? Billy. Who is Billy, anyway? Pastor Seward then comes up with a silly hypothetical scenario around this fictional character, Billy. Billy is characterized as an out-of-step rabble-rouser who, like American evangelicals, crush any spirit of unity in the Canadian church. He preaches a sermon, invites press, and defies free speech laws in Canada, and is then arrested. 
Pastor Seward then pivots across the border and describes how American evangelicals have been waiting, drool dripping from crooked lips, grinning to reveal yellow fangs ready to feast on the flesh of the Canadian church. We report what happened, call it out, and quote, amplify Billy's perspective around the globe. The Canadian church, as a result, start asking hard questions of their pastors, gasp, and the Canadian church scatters in disarray. Not knowing who Billy is, is very problematic. There have been several high-profile arrests of Canadian pastors. I think the top three would be one, Pastor James Coates, two, Arthur Pulowski, and three, Pastor Tim Stevens. So here we have three men, two of whom have had similarities with their arrests, and one outlier whose arrest was quite dramatic. Is Billy James? Or is Billy Arthur? Or is Billy Tim? We simply don't know. But lumping these men and others together in one pot simply isn't, quote, nuanced enough. Over the past ten or so months, we've learned the stories of dozens of Canadian pastors and congregants. As stories broke, sometimes it was difficult to determine who was being faithful and persecuted and who was being purposefully contentious. We will not pretend that just because a headline says pastor that they are truly operating or called as such. Of course we need to be judicious. We have taken down posts where we've learned more information about the people we posted about because while we can agree that what was being done to churches was egregious, not everyone was going about it the same way. We do not rejoice in Tobias Thiessen or Arthur Pulowski's arrest, but we now see a clear biblical, categorical difference between those kinds of men and events and ones like Pastor James or Tim's arrests. So, to keep track, Pastor Seward should have been more clear as to who he was accusing and as to who Billy is. Answering who Billy is is muddled even further by some of the things Billy does that are not inherently sinful or even problematic. For instance, Billy calls some pastors, quote, cowards. Well, this certainly is not wrong. Just take a trip through the prophets or the gospels to know that there are certainly times when such an admonition is fully warranted. Billy, quote, preaches a jarringly candid sermon that defies the law. This certainly isn't inherently wrong or sinful especially considering some of Canada's egregious laws on speech and religious practice throughout the pandemic. Is Billy Arter? Or is he Pastor Jacob Rayom or Aaron Rock, who regularly call up pastors to act like men as Paul did? We simply don't know, and that's terribly unhelpful. Additionally, what makes the Canadian Church's process of, quote, tailoring a way forward to the Canadian context, end quote, inherently correct? Should it take 24 months for the Church to side with the writer of Hebrews as to the necessity of the gathering of Christ's church? Absolutely not. Conclusion It is not the fault of American evangelicals that the Canadian church has, by and large, so poorly responded to government mandates over the past year, just as much as it is not the Canadian's church's fault for any of the myriad problems we face in American evangelicalism. I'd say it is a good thing that media coverage of those faithful men like James, like Tim, has caused some sheep to look at their scripture more closely and ask their pastor hard questions. I'd say more pastors need to grow spines and preach the word faithfully to the people. I'd say trade prolonged discussion and nuance for deep, rich, biblical study and faithfulness. Then, perhaps, God would light a fire in Canada like it is never seen. But continuing to write articles, pointing fingers, and playing the victim certainly won't be looked favorably on by God. As Justin so appropriately concluded after reading this article, quote, Well, that guy got one thing right. 
There definitely is a weight being tied, but it isn't a weight to their arm that throws off their balance. It's a millstone that is tied about their neck, and they are the ones that tied it there. End quote. Brutal, yes. Appropriate, yes. And may we all guard against that same apathy and complacency as we continue to seize the faith. Postscript. It should be said that we'd love to have Pastor Seward or anyone from TGC Canada on the podcast to discuss this stuff in person. We think dialogue might go a long way in clarifying some of these things for everyone. Hashtag, see is the faith.